There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 10th? No, 10th? Yeah, it's Friday, isn't it? Yucca Tap Room. Our friends from Alliance, right there, uh, blowing it up and screaming and yelling, and we love them because they won Playdio last year, and they're back in it again this year, and we're just uh, oh, three short weeks away from starting that today. Good Lord Almighty. Is it 13th next week, 20th week? Of, yeah. Is it two or three? It's two or three weeks. Oh, my goodness. I fear. It's 96 degrees outside, so I don't know what time of year it actually is, but... Oh, my. Oh, my. Palladio, right around the corner. Also right around the corner, and this is pretty cool. Normally, we do our uh, um, military thing. Uh, we do a, a Veterans Day. Uh, we ship out a bunch of stuff to people overseas, right? And uh, this year, without a lot of deployment, although it's starting to look like that's going to start happening again, last year we found that when all the stuff that was uh, for the troops overseas uh, we'd pack up, you know, we'd do the big packing party and toothbrush and all that. We were sending them, and a lot of them were going to, like, San Diego. Because they're away from home, but they're over, like, they're by a Walmart. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like, ah, should we do that again? So a new plan has happened this year, and you're going to love it. But we're still going to get the letters from the kids, Tang High on the Plex. Uh, that's going to be the good thing. We'll pack those up with them. Uh, this is pretty cool, though, because we're doing a, um, I didn't name this, but I like it. It's Holmberg Helps, uh, Operation Holiday Giving. We're benefiting the military assistance mission. Uh, Margie is part of that. She's awesome. She's uh, the, the super queen of the entire thing. Uh, the MAM uh, operation is incredible. Learner and Rosen on it with us. Uh, Superstar Car Wash, Global Credit Union. We've teamed up with MAM, the military assistance mission, and we're going to help military parents provide gifts for their kids while they're away. This is even better. So if they're in San Diego or if they're in Okinawa or if they're in Hawaii or wherever they are, they're away from their families for the holidays a lot of the times. This helps military parents uh, get gifts for their kids this holiday season uh, when they're, you know, not necessarily going to get any. Gift donations are being accepted through Amazon Wishlist. It's easy. You just go to 98kupd.com. You can text the word GIFT to 97936 and get an info link right there on your phone. Uh, Military parents are going to pick out gifts for their children December 16th at the Arizona National Guard. Allen Readiness Center. Is that what it's called? Sounds like it. Mm. I don't know. It seems like that might be a misprint. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're going to do this here. for them. So you can check it out at 98kupd.com. Got all the info on there and basically helping out uh, this year to do uh, that. And I think that's going to happen in December. December 16th. It's the Friday we leave. I think that's a Saturday, actually. It's the day we leave. And then the next day, got this big uh, shopping thing that's going to go on with everything that was provided so they can get that done. Because they just can't. They can't get the shopping done. And there's reasons. There's a billion different reasons. But these guys are, are serving us. Let's help them out. These uh, men and women that are trying to be, uh, you know, our last guard, our protection in this mixed-up world. And we send them all over the place to fight other people's battles, too. And uh, all they want is a Christmas for the kid. That ain't so bad. So you can help out. 98kupd.com. The Military Assistance Mission. Look into them, too, because Margie's running a hell of an operation there. That's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, or text the word GIFT, 97936. You're going to hear a lot about Holmberg Helps for the next few weeks uh, as we try to do our part 
for those troops that we all stand up for at sporting events and say, hey, let's support those troops. And it's nice to stand up and applaud, but are we actually supporting them until we're supporting them? Let's do something. Put our money where our mouths are and drop off a couple here and there for uh, for the troops. I think that's a good thing. It's a great thing. So let's make that happen immediately. Also, uh, a totally aside, I saw this the other day and I started laughing. How come it is that if a celebrity says something, it's not crazy, but if a normal person says it, they're putting them in a long coat? I saw this thing the other day where uh, Goldie Hawn has decided to say that she's been touched by an alien in the past and it was like the finger of God. And uh, suddenly people are taking it quite seriously. And I'm like, why is this a serious thought? Like, why is Goldie Hawn? She's not even a celebrity anymore. Her daughter's more of a celebrity, but she says that an E.T. touched her. And here, here's the story. In the early 70s, late 60s, she was outside with a bunch of friends. They don't really get into the details of it. She's uh, somewhere in the California desert. Microdosing. Can't even, yeah, they don't even bring up the part that it was the 60s and 70s. She was on laughing. She's on acid. Uh, and she said and there was a lot of UFO sightings out in this desert. And then she said she'd been dancing outside in the desert. Acid. That's all you're doing. And she said uh, she decided to take a little nap in someone's car. Yeah, because she's coming down off the drugs. Uh, she said, I didn't get a lot of sleep, though, because there was this high-pitched sound in my ear. High, high frequency. And I looked out the window, and I saw two or three triangularly shaped heads. Acid. Hans said the aliens she met were silver and had slashes for mouths and tiny little noses and no ears. Years later, she met an astrophysicist from the University of Illinois who studied alien encounters, and uh, it triggered more memories. You know, she's having a flashback, and she needed somebody to help her out. She able to put the two and two together. Right. She said the touch felt like the finger of God. She's been fingered by God before? How does she know? That's impressive. I think that's insulting to God. She's seen the painting. It was the most benevolent, loving feeling. This was power filled with light. She said the creatures pointed her uh, at her car <laughs> as if she were a subject. And they're pointing like, I'm going to put this over here. I'm going to move that there. And she said, I couldn't move. I was paralyzed. I didn't know if it was real or not real. It wasn't real, Goldie. You were on acid. It sounds like a Doors song. Exactly. Tell the part that was playing where in the you back. had yeah. tabs of acid under your tongue. She recounted a dream she had in London of seeing six lights coming up and little mountains across the valley and then drove to a place that resembled the valley. And that's where the dream revealed a heart-shaped crop circle. So now she's dreaming stuff, and suddenly that's like news. Goldie Hawn, the headline shouldn't say Goldie Hawn once fingered by God. It should have said Goldie Hawn, former drug addict, tells wild stories. That's it. I don't want to know everything, she said. We cut ourselves off from a lot of things. We're continuing to deny something that we have no proof over. There's a lot of things in this world we can't see, but I won't stop believing. We can never, ever lose our wonder. It's just no fun. She's still on acid. So she did this interview for this thing, and they're like, oh, Goldie Hawn said she was. Anybody else does that, they're shunned from society. Like if Brady started to talk about how aliens touched him, great for ratings. But if he got too serious about it, he wouldn't be on the show much longer. It would be done with Brady. It would be like, all right, he's lost his mind. <laughs> Unless you got proof. But if you said, hey, 
I was out dancing in the desert with some friends. I went to take a nap in a car. I'm like, let me stop you right there. I got three questions. Why were you out in the desert dancing? What were you on? You ever danced in the desert before? <laughs> no, I haven't. You know why? Because I'm usually not on acid. I don't take the mushrooms to the point where I got to drive out and write, you know, break on through. <laughs> so nobody brings that part up. The whole news story is like, what an amazing event. It must be true. Goldie Hawn said it. It's Private Benjamin. That was 40 years ago. She hadn't done anything. Say, okay, Overboard was all right. Not great, but all right. My thir- first thought is she was molested by Rowan and Martin. That could be. And then, like, you know, she's out of her mind. Let's feel her up a little bit. Right. Put the triangle helmets on yeah. and Goldie's, tell her it's an alien. Goldie's high. What, what would we have done in college when the smoking hot blonde at work Starts talking about some dippy stuff and then does some mushrooms and falls asleep in your car. I'm like, let's put some alien heads on and start yep. touching her. We would have done the same thing. It was a different time. Chicks got touched a lot back then by dudes dressed as aliens. It was the 60s. <laughs> it happened. I'm sure Trip has a few. When we were up there in New Hampshire, we used to dress up in tinfoil and try to finger broads who were too high to, you know, stop us. It was the 60s. That's the way it worked. I saw Woodstock, that group of filthy hippies grabbing ass and touching each other like crazy. That's the way it is. Lewis took Betty on the moonwalk from Revenge right. of the Nerds. That's exactly right. It's Darth Vader. He was, and she couldn't tell the difference between Lewis and the football, the quarterback for the Adams Adams. <laughs> she couldn't tell the body difference by touch or feel. Like right now, if Brett got on me. In a Darth Vader outfit, I know it's not you. <laughs> I know immediately. I don't. I, so the mask doesn't fool me. I'm certainly not letting you in me. Like he seems different than my norm. But Lewis, and evidently Lewis was beastly too. So she felt a different piece of deal. The whole thing in Revenge of the Nerds is is that, and we all laughed. Ha ha ha! It's 1984. Ha ha ha! Right? Ha ha ha! And we moved on. Goldie Hawn's story is missing one element, and that's journalism, where the guy asking the questions was so afraid because it was Goldie Hawn to say, you are clearly tripping on something. Because she'll never talk to you again. Right, because you'll piss off Goldie Hawn. But if the dude who runs the building next to us comes over and goes, you know, I was touched by aliens once, I'm like, oh, this mother right here is going to, he's nuts. You notice who wasn't sitting next to her as she's telling the story? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Because Star-Lord... He's heard that so many times. Star-Lord's like, dad is busy. You know what? You got this one. Technically kind of was touched by an alien because he was in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And played an Ego. alien. Yeah. And he touched her once. And But again, what's the first thing you got if your boss is like, I need to sit everybody down? I was dancing in the desert last night. And uh, I was like, we were like, wow, all right. This has gone crazy. And uh, aliens showed up with triangle heads and slit mouths and touched me. And I feel like I've been touched by God. Hiawaska, what were you on? Oh, uh, that's not important. It's wildly important. It's in, it's the most important part of the story. What were you on? Didn't ask her. But this story's making the rounds like it's like that's it. Goldie Hawn got touched by because she's Goldie Hawn. Why wouldn't they? Why would they waste their time? She's America's sweetheart. This guy says, I guarantee you, she went through uh, an experience that I had. I had a handful of mushrooms a year ago before I got suicidal. <laughs> My sneakers became cartoons, and they started laughing at me, and all the flowers became animated, and they were crying. Yeah. But you told me already why that happened. You did a handful of mushrooms. Goldie Hawn omits that part from the story. Anytime you're dancing in the desert, you're inebriated. 
Nobody just goes, hey, I want to sober up and go roll out to Bartlett Lake and just dance by a cactus. And all your sober friends are like, absolutely not. I'll do it if we get cranked out of our brains and the stars become like, you know, quicksilver. I'll do that for the show. But I'm not dancing. I'm not dancing at a dance place unless I'm high. The only way to get me to dance, liquor, or, you know, you're roofing me somehow. I'm not, no man's dancing. That's where we differ, John. You love to dance. Well, you don't drink. But you're going to go if... I don't go out dancing. And I already know you. Too often. That if you had friends that are like, hey, let's go in the desert and dance. You're like, nah, I'm the sober one. Your your friends would do it because they drink and do drugs. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. (laughs) <laughs> this guy says, I was dancing in the desert once, and I decided to take a nap, and I discovered Dwight Howard blowing me against my will. Oh, it's the worst <laughs> day of your life. And if of all the probings and things that go on with aliens, how come they didn't get Goldie Hawn, especially in 1970? Isn't that I a probing in a way, though? No, she didn't get fingered. I threw oh. that at him. She said it felt like if she was touched, and it felt oh. like the finger of God. And, you know, how does she know? I would assume an alien doesn't have the juice that the creator of all things would have if he touched you. It was so beautiful and benevolent, like you were on acid golden. And again, if Dwight Howard, if I woke up with Dwight Howard uh, giving me a BJ against my will, which is the story of the NBA. My God. My story would be an alien. <laughs> if I'm it, not telling anyone. I'd tell everybody. Dwight Howard blew me against my will. <laughs> Nothing happened. Did you finish? Yeah. I guess it really wasn't against your will then, was it? It was sort of like a little bit against your will and then got great. All I can think of is how little I would look in Dwight Howard's hands and mouth. <laughs> He's like 6'10", 255, just chiseled. The, I, that would be why I couldn't do it with Dwight Howard other than not being Really? Interested. Only two fingers? <laughs> That's it. His <laughs> fingers are bigger than mine. I'll take care of this. It's like he's got a toothpick in his teeth. But you're so cute. I like you. Hi, Dwight Howard. I don't think this is going to work out. (laughs) I just want to give you a BJ against your will. Eh. I just can't imagine pulling that thing out. I'm looking at your hands right now, and I'm like, I am not the man for you. Dude better be huge. Anyway. So if you're an alien, the two things that you're saying is you'd, you'd probe Goldie Hawn. At Goldie Hawn. In the 70s, I would. In the 70s and 80s, yeah. Even, when she started to climb around in a bird on a wire with Mel Gibson. Remember, she yeah. climbed that side of that building and the wind blew and she had a thong on underneath. And that thing was tight. And Mel Gibson looked at it and went, oof, I love this Jew. And then he just kept climbing. He got along. Yeah, he got along just fine. That's right. There is hope for the future. <laughs> You're probing Goldie Hawn back in the laugh-in days. Oh, yeah. And that's the whole reason those dudes drug her out into the desert in the first place. Your friends, ladies, your friends don't take into the desert with drugs and alcohol with good intentions. Goodbye, Dick. <laughs> right. Good night, Goldie. <laughs> All right. And you can see Rowan and Martin in their tuxedos. And she's out. <laughs> she's out. Well, let's put her hats on and go over there and mess with her. I brought the tinfoil. Yeah, yeah, man, I got it too. Wake up, Goldie. We're from another planet. Oh, gosh. So many colors. Ask questions. Don't be the Brady reporter who's just <laughs> enthralled that Goldie Hawn's Fascinating. Wow. Really? You thought that was funny. Holmberg's morning sickness. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell?
it's wrong with you? K-U-P-D. Holmberg's morning sickness. I, I'd have been the first one that said you were. How high were you? That makes this story go away in two seconds. But nope, there she was. CBS. A major news organization talking to Goldie Hawn. Really? And we're supposed to trust you with information about everything else? It's drugs. And it sounds awesome. I'm the Lizard King. (laughs) It says, damn you white folks are crazy. I'm a Mexican. I've never even done blow. I don't believe that either. There's no way. He knows not to do the merchandise. That's true. Just deliver. That's right. That's why he has to go to work naked. (laughs) Can't put it in your pockets that way. Anyway, just a strange, all the way around a strange thing. So if a celebrity says it, oh, yeah, that happened. But if, you know, Todd over here at the VFW starts mouthing off, it's like, when's time to put him in a jacket in a room with pads on it? Because what would you do if you went home and Matthias said that? What she said that she, she got said, an alien yeah, showed up and serious. touched her and it was amazing. I'd, I'd get the long coat out of the, out of the closet. Cuckoo clock done. He has one of the closets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course he does. He's got <laughs> he's got to bury a lot of people. But you're not you're not doing it. If, even if Ronnie did it, if Ronnie was like, I was touched by, I was in Sedona and I was touched by a cuckoo. You would believe and, her? No, I, you know I think. Well. I'm not. I'm just like, uh, oh, okay. That's a <laughs> great story. What an interesting. That's a great story. That's. Uh, you wouldn't go. Well, all right. Well, hold I'm on. glad your weekend was great. You're just trying to. You wouldn't get into the depths of it with her. You just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. I would have a billion questions. I was touched by aliens. All right. So you're a drug addict. So you have right? a drug problem, right? No, I was completely sober. Dancing in the desert, completely sober. What the hell's going on? Means and friends, Becky and her, drove out to the desert. Why? Why would you do that when you could just dance in the backyard? If you're sober, what's the... Di- well, we just want to get in touch with nature. You were high. Nobody does that sober. you got to have more questions, Brady. Well, no, it's... Uh, I, I go to a certain extent, then all of a sudden it gets a little far, then I have A questions. little far? The yeah, alien but, touching her wasn't look, too far? No, I mean, I'm thinking of stuff like, uh, you know, people that have... Uh, you've experienced that, the... Um, uh, regression. Oh, past. Yeah, but that's not aliens. No, but it's it's a that's nothing. Kind of a tapping into close. your subconscious a little bit. How but, are aliens? But how does your how you know your? It's amazing what the mind does. People believe, sure, especially stuff. when you're I'm on hallucinogenic. Trying, what I'm saying is, I'm not going to be the one on the spot right there telling them they're wrong about this. If an alien story. touched her and your wife came to you and said, aliens touched me I'd while be, I danced I'd have in the no desert. problem saying, wow, that's wild. I don't know if I believe that or not. But No question. Straight yeah. to long jacket. Straight, yeah. to long I'm with Brett. I'm, I'm tying her up real quick. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. All right, we got to get you to it. We're going to have an intervention. You're a drug addict. Yeah, no question. Like, that have, particular one. Where's your proof? Alien. Yeah, you're trying yeah, to bring up. I have some questions you get for reg- sure like if she came to you and said my uncle touched me i remember it then you got to take it seriously but if it's an alien and she's serious about it and she's but trying if it to turn out it was an alien and not her uncle then you know where we're- well where's your proof i'm like all right what are you you're making right. a pretty wild claim here you, you got you better have something to back that up other than the fact you were dancing in the desert yeah that's not happening looney tunes i'm with bert yeah 
you know, put a coat on that broad immediately and then call Cordell and Cordell and go, hey, what's the deal when they go nuts? Right? Do they still get half or like that's mine, right? She gets to go to a facility and I get to keep my junk. There's a clay sculpture on your table. <laughs> no, look. The first thing Close Terry, Terry Gar should have yeah. left Richard Dreyfus <laughs> nearly immediately when he started to make all the food Devil's Mountain. Like, all right, yeah. I've lost him. He's done. She got supportive when he dug a backhoe out all the dirt and put it in the basement and built a Devil's Mountain. Terry Gar needed to go real fast. I think Moosey Dreyer was the son in that thing, too. He needed to go with. Get them all out. Moosey Dreyer. Get them all out. Anybody makes that claim, they better have proof. And that's me. Like, if I thought I was touched by aliens and I didn't have an ounce of proof other than me going, you know, you believe what happened to me. I know everybody's going to think I'm nuts because I'm, I'm a normal human being. I understand it. Like, wow, I've got no proof. Pretty sure I got touched by aliens. But uh, that's where it ended. That story's for me and me only. I pretty much stays home. Someone's <laughs> going to be in my heart and soul forever. Like, eh, what a gift. What a gift. Like when I was a little kid at Disneyland and Chippendale, uh, the one of the pedophiles inside the costume took a liking to me that was a little bit too much and wouldn't let me go. And I was kind of enveloped in the Chippendale outfit. It was nice. It was evidently one of the newer costumes, and it was real fluffy. Chip and Fatherdale? Ch- <laughs> ah, great one. If Chip and Fatherdale, because it was one of them, I didn't know which. There's pictures of me, and this, this chipmunk is following me around all over Disneyland. <laughs> And, like, hugging on me and wouldn't let me go. No words, because the guy inside the suit couldn't say anything. Or it was some older Get woman. fired. Can't have babies. She loved a little toe-headed boy from uh, from Arizona. Grab and hold of me. Just hugs. Oh, they were nice. And I and I, and I was kind of stupid. So I'm thinking, I think Chippendale are real, and they're into me, and I'm really enjoying the vibe I'm getting off this chipmunk. My dad had to be like, all right, that's enough. And Eeyore grabbed my sister's cans, which was still <laughs> the greatest family photo we've got. My sister developed early, fourth grade. Her nickname was Mother Jugs. So a few years later, she's got like a C cup. She's in like seventh or eighth grade. She's got a good set. Jeez. We, yeah, we go over to, uh, trust me, my friends used to just come over to watch her and her friends by the pool. They didn't care about me. <laughs> and they weren't wrong. She brought over a gaggle of good ones. Where's John? Down there watching Sanford and Son. <laughs> oh, I was watching reruns. <laughs> well, Mark, my best friend, told me, is me and Jeff Begley used to always go, let's go over to Holmberg's house and look at his sister. Because they were just there at her boobs. She had big boobs. So we're at Disneyland. Family. There's Pooh and Eeyore. I'm like, yeah, let's get a picture of Pooh and Eeyore. Pooh gets on one side with my dad. Dan, Marcy, John, sister Dan on the other side. Eeyore's on the uh, side where... My sister and his paw, his hoof, is up underneath her can, and the and that's lifting it. <laughs> he hoofed her in the picture, and she'd been felt up so often by then she didn't even notice it anymore. Even when a donkey does it, <laughs> and half the neighborhood she was in getting felt up, there was a donkey. <laughs> so this thing's grabbing her boob, and it's like up to her shoulder because he's crazy getting it all. He's feeling, kids got to go through all that material, lifting that thing up and dying laughing. Was she touched by aliens? No. She was touched by a pervert in an Eeyore costume. <laughs> Jorge in an Eeyore yeah, costume. Oh, Jorge. <laughs> hey, it's green. That's <laughs> a pretty good day, Pooh. And you know that he went over to Pooh afterwards and he goes, Hey, Larry, I felt that chick up. It was nice. <laughs> Great job, Eeyore. All right, on to the next victim. Touched by aliens. Goldie Hawn's a drug addict. That's the sad thing, and nobody's bringing it up. She was on laughing. 
They had Timothy Leary as a guest once, the <laughs> tune-in, drop-in, drop-out guy. He was there for two weeks. <laughs> he never left. <laughs> Laughing was SNL before SNL, and everybody was on drugs. And everybody watching it was on drugs. If you ever try to sit through that stupid show, not one thing's funny. Just these wacky, so random people popping out of flower heads, yeah. screaming, sock it to me. I have no idea what that was about. But I know it was specific to a time of a bunch of drug addicts enjoying the counterculture, which was everything's funny because we're high. Nothing about that show had humor. Ruth Buzzy, the original Sarah Joanne Jessica Worley from Lowell, Indiana. Sarah Jet, they have signs up when you go to Lowell, home of Joanne Worley. I'm like, yeah, it's a good get. That's your claim to fame. Strong, right? strong, strong. Way to put your flag on that one. They should put me on their signs. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker and Ruth Buzzy have the same face. If you look, it's really kind of rough. Once you there realize, is a similarity. Oh, it's yeah, the same see, face. Yeah. It's not even a similarity. It's like whoa, that's the same person. It's scary. Put a hairnet on Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. It, it, yeah, actually, Ruth Buzzy might be better looking. <laughs> she doesn't have as good a body. Sarah Jessica Parker lived on the boobs for a while until we all kind of looked up and went. <gasps> Donkey witch. The Snyder. Ah! When did you attach that to those boobs? It's been there the whole time. No kidding. Took me 10 years to see it. But my uh, my old uh, bartender at Tony Roma's, Bill Osborne, the Jack Nicholas uh, Gene Wilder guy. That Vegas movie the with Nicholas Cage and her in it. Yeah. Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's or, the one. Yeah. And I'm like, man, she's hot. What are you talking about, Johnny? I'm like, she's smoking hot. That's Ruth Buzzy with a great set of cans. Don't fool yourself into anything else. <laughs> and ever since then, I'm like, oh, my God. He's right. <laughs> she's Ruth Buzzy. And now the more no, visually pleasing person in the relationship is Matthew Broderick. Either way, Goldie Hawn's a banana. And I think it's time we all said it. Drugs in the 60s, those people can't talk anymore. We're not, we're not listening to them anymore. That's a generation that's long past. They were high as a kite. You thank them for their service, and then they move on. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Laughing was not uh, as big a deal as you thought. And also, every hippie that's ever walked the earth technically admits they were wrong. Ben and Jerry are like the king of the hippies, and what did they become? Massive entrepreneurs into the system of business couldn't have been more like me, me, me than anybody else. All those hippies became uh, greedy, money grubbing business people in the eighties. They were wrong. That whole you know freedom and living in the dirt and uh-uh. they recognized that when they turned about twenty five, there's no way to live. It was and a fun time. They put suits on Let's and get they to business. raided Wall Street and, and just just destroyed everything. Ben and Jerry, Tommy Bahama, Tommy I mean, Bahama. All, all those freaking hippies. Oh, the king of them. Multi-level marketing would have never been discovered. Miserable <laughs> Jimmy for Buffett trying to be like, just live out for Billionaire Jimmy Buffett. Whatever. They became traitors. They looked for every... They were just a bunch of drug addict cheats. Hippies are the worst. <laughs> the worst. You know how John Lennon would be hated today if he was wandering around doing the things... He did in the 70s. Everybody's like, cool, peace, love, peace. He's sitting there naked with that ugly lady for oh. days. We just burned the hotel down. We'd have hated him. Give your money to this. We'd have hated him. All we are saying, shut up, hippie. <laughs> if, uh, if Yoko, if Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber sat in the bed and started, we would, we'd hate them. Like, stop it. <laughs> Hippies. 
Uh, I have a great story. Uh, Megan is uh, back in school. She's going to school for this thing. And uh, like a week. She's, so she's in with a bunch of like young people, right? So she's the one in class that's old. You know, the ones that you've hated in college. And you look around the room and you're like, great. Grandma's going to have a thousand questions at the end of class. There's no <laughs> doubt. Old people in school do it the right way. And young people just want to leave. I'll never forget those three-hour night classes I took at MCC, and the teachers didn't want to be there, so they hurried through the first hour and said, you guys got 30 minutes of questions? We can get out of here early if you want. Or I can go through this whole example if you guys, everybody, whether you understood it or not, we're like, we got it. We'll figure it out. We're good. Except for Tom, whose hand would go up. Yeah, I got a few questions. I'd like to see the example if you don't mind. All right. Is everybody in on this? Well, I really need it. I won't understand this otherwise. Another hour goes by the example. Tom's hand goes up. We were there the full three goddamn hours. We were almost out in 60 minutes. It's driving school. Uh, it's Back driving school. Yep. It's the same. Old people with questions. So Megan is that in her class, right? So they're going through a couple of drills or whatever it is they're doing. And uh, their young girls are all around us. They're like 19 to 24, 25, whatever. And so she's in there and stuff. And uh, they're doing something with their hands. I don't know what the drill was, but it was like tiring. And, uh, you know, after a while, you keep your hands up in the air for a while. You start getting little tinglies and whatever. So uh, Megan's firing off a few things. Like, oh, my hands. <laughs> Next day, she texts me and she says, uh, hey, like school's canceled today. And we're just sitting through sensitivity training for like hours on end. And I'm like, no kidding. She goes, yeah. I'm like, I wonder what happened. So during the thing, people are like, look, the lady in front of the class gives a few examples of what bad things are and everything else. So uh, she's like, and you may feel comfortable saying some things, you know, in your own life, but you don't know who it affects. So you have to be careful with certain words. And they rattle off a few of the words. You can't, you know, obviously slurs and this and that. So then I got another text that said, oh, my God, this is about me. And I'm like, why? And she goes, because yesterday when my hands were falling asleep, all I kept saying was, oh, my hand's gone full retard. (laughs) I got my hands all retarded. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, one of those young girls that can't hear those words. One of the woke youth told on you. And now you got to sit through sensitivity training because the old broad in class won't stop saying retard. (laughs) 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 So they sat there for four hours. My hands are all retarded. And somebody's like, I have a child who might, may may not be, I might be retarded. I don't know. That 19, 20 year old girl told on her. And I'm like, did anybody else say anything? And she goes, no. She goes, "The, uh, the other older lady in the class with her. Was talking to her because they're like they they're palling they, up. Bond, they bonded because yeah. they're like what is going on with this like they're all she said all this class is is like the girls are on their phones the whole time like nobody's paying attention she goes we're the only ones doing it so she turned to her and she goes I think that whole meeting was about me for saying the word retard and she goes I was talking about my hand not like and then she goes yeah she goes I got in trouble too she said why <laughs> she goes I didn't realize it was offensive to go ah ching ching. <laughs> <laughs> she said, like, ching chang to something, and she, some agent goes, like, what's that supposed to mean? She wasn't even aiming it at one of them. She goes, yeah, they told me not to do that. Anymore. It's like a thing, ah, ching chang. Like, instead of cussing, she says yeah. it. You thought that was funny. Holmberg's morning sickness. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Holmberg's morning sickness. I gotta go to this class. This, this sounds like a fun class. These old ladies are terrible. Yeah. This, this generation of racists is hilarious. 
You'd last two classes. I know. Good. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's like uh, three days. She said my hands retarded and got a tattletale, and then four hours of sensitivity training in the first week de- delayed all school. <laughs> that's how miserable your crap kids are. They can't even hear a bad word. They can't. They, although they read it all day long on their internet and stuff, but they, oh, well, this lady is saying horrible things about my brother. It's like well, nobody knows your brother is an R word. It's not her fault. Her hand got goofy. It had retarded its progress. That's a word. That's a thing. Look it up. It retards your progress. It's still funny too. I think it's to say that I've got a hand that's gone full R word. Mm. So. For like two hours, they had to get told. But she's like, this is about me. Nobody else seems to be. They're all on their phones. Like, is a, is a teacher talking directly to you? Yes. <laughs> to you then. <laughs> you can't say R word to people anymore. You just can't do it. You can't even spew it out like as your finger. Ah, oh, I got a retarded hand. Oh, my nephew has Down syndrome. I'm telling on you. There's going to be a fight in that class. I hope so. Because that'd just be more... The stories would be better than just class stories. I want punches thrown. Great stuff. R word. Can't hear it. Meanwhile, the sensitivity training is all about, like, uh, terrible things that have happened. And if it's the words that you just can't hear, you have to cover your ears. Ah! Wouldn't sensitivity training be the most offensive thing you've ever been through? If it isn't about context and it's about just the words... Evidently, the sensitivity training lady threw out the word fat, uh, slurs for Jews, Mexicans, <laughs> all sorts of like this person said this once and called them that. Can't do that. Uh, Native Americans don't like that. Indian. But it's not a thing. It's like she's saying them. You say them all the time. Sensitivity training lady, you get away with murder up there telling us all these bad words we're not allowed to say. We know which ones are the bad ones. Where do I sign up for this class? I know. We got to go to this. <laughs> You can't say retard because some people have one. Like, well, that's offensive you, right there. You might be working on one. <laughs> right. And I if you're working on that, that, would you say that about your hands? Would they, though? Well, that's a day I'd skip. Give you a facial? Nah. I'm skipping that. Laser treatment, please. Waxing. <laughs> no, I'm not going to wax you. Go home, Claude. No, it's because my hand's all retarded. I can't do anything. Hey, you were warned. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But who tattles? You imagine having a sensitivity training thing after Brett and I in the hallways said something like, good Lord, this would never end. Terrible. We have weekends of sensitivity training. We have have to fly away for those sometimes. (laughs) You know you had to sit through a sensitivity training meeting and said your hands were retarded. You also said something about wishing cancer on another guy. <laughs> well, that's not... I can do that. That's not against... I really do want him to get cancer, though. That's not... I'm not sensitive to that. Was he? That's why I want him to get cancer. He's too sensitive. <laughs> I hate that guy. And can't you still hate people? Can't that still be a thing? I hate that guy. I'm going to say bad things to that guy and not have it affect anyone else. That, that doesn't exist anymore. F-U-U-R word directed at one individual has nothing to do with anyone else. What are you telling on me for? I hate that guy. I wasn't mad at you until now. Now you're an R word too. Well, I'm surrounded by him. 
I never understood that when you get in the heat of battle. I mean, you don't like someone and they start barking at you and you bark back terrible words. Somebody else can be offended. Go to HR because me and Lane downstairs are throwing barbs back at each other in some sort of argument. Oh, my God, he's such terrible language. Like, who are you? You weren't even in on it. I was mad at them. I, I broke out the full arsenal of bad words. Try to make that person feel bad. None of this was directed at you. Like when Jonah Hill called that photographer that wouldn't get out of his way the homo F word because he was putting his hand and feet in his car. Of course I was on Jonah Hill's side. You use every word you've got to try to offend that person, that individual person. It's like a targeted laser strike of words at that guy. What's going to make him the most upset? What's going to make that person feel we do it at Tactical Black in the de-escalation thing because the real world doesn't work the way uh, these pansy asses want it to. It's never going to turn into like this. Can't we all just say we're sorry? When we do the thing, when you recreate the bar, you go over to the guy and you start poking at him. You know, I bet you love dudes. You know, you try you, you crush their masculinity if they seem like they're one of those guys. You try to you whatever their soft spot. Try is, to hit a nerve, attack. right? Yeah, you try to hit a nerve. Because that's what the world would do to you. And you have to understand those bad words are going to happen. That old woman in my class had the R word about her hand. What does that have to do with you? I've got a brother with Downs. You're the one who tied that in. You're the racist or bigot or whatever you'd be. <laughs> that school doesn't want any one and two star ratings because they're all on their phones. <laughs> that's true. Like if that happens, we're doomed. They tolerate a lot of Downs bashing. Yeah. No, they don't. You do. You brought Downs into it. She just said her hand went R word. I told her, from here on out, just say, God, my hand's such a commander. <laughs> it's a different R word, but you get the message. I can't even bag groceries right now. <laughs> I couldn't put the bananas with the Tic Tacs right now. I am such an R word. <laughs> Next. But I died laughing. I'm like, you've been in school for three days. Already sensitive. Because you, you live with Satan. That's why. You're too used to the bad words. You're too used to horrible things. It's rubbing you're, off. You're, you're spewing them out in public. You can't do that. You have to learn how to do it properly like I've done. You have to learn how to tap dance around all that stuff. Recognize the world does it. Everyone out there is doing it. You just have to kind of look around going, how do I do it? How do it? It's not. It's an art. It's an art form, what we've developed here. I had a guy at the... Uh, Night of the Singing Dead last week, black guy came up to me and he's like, dude, he goes, I absolutely love the show. And I'm like, thanks. And he goes, I'm so tired of the bull everybody being all sensitive and safe. And he goes, you and that racist. Ooh. And I'm like, wait a minute, which Rating? one? He, go, he, didn't, he didn't specify. <laughs> okay. He goes, the racist stuff. He goes, I love I'm like, it's not racist. It's bigoted. And I said, and it's for everybody. He goes, oh, that's what I love. He goes, you crack on Whitey as much as you do anything else. I'm like, because Whitey deserves it. <laughs> There's no good race out there. I don't know why everybody wants to lump into a race. They're all bad. <laughs> if Downs was so great, there'd be appropriation. Nobody's pretending to be Downs unless they're trying to steal something. It's not a positive. But you can get through it. So, yeah, when my hand goes silly, I'm going to call it something that I don't want to be. Working on, when they're working on a cure for something, it basically means we're trying to fix it. Right? Yeah. That's the goal. So you can make fun of it. And the people who have kids who have, you know, special needs usually are the ones that teach them, hey, it's all right. And they joke more than anybody else. We all fool ourselves into thinking it's some Pollyanna world. There's terrible words getting floated around like crazy. 
Can't wait to see Megan's menu. Facials, sea oh. waxing. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Are you here to get your waxed? Or you just want some laser treatment on your hooey? Uh, I don't understand the words you're using, and I don't know that I've got a or a hooey. Anyway. Back to sensitivity training she yeah. goes. I'm sorry. I didn't think Asian men had facial hair. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I don't know how to wax your face. It's too flat. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> You're horrible. Okay. What is butthole bleach? <laughs> the racist? <laughs> yeah, the cut to the chase anest- uh What does it call it? Esthetician. Esthetician, that's right. Anesthesiologist. That would have been a hell of a get. Esthetician. But it makes me laugh because people are so insanely sensitive that she just said her arm was goofy and they had four hours of sensitivity training. Loved every second of it. What a story. It's good stuff. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? All right. Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Where is their news? Uh-oh. Hey, can I throw in a song for the um, Wake Up Song? Absolutely. Um, let's Get Retarded by the Black Eyed Peas. Okay, bye. <laughs> good. That's her theme song. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> right. Let's get retarded. How come nobody's mad at them? They redid it. I know. Yeah, and, now but let's they, get it started. Okay, for radio, it's still on their record. I have the original. So do I. They didn't ban it. It's super available. And get it right now on Apple. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, Brad. Action Ride Shop bringing you guys the wake-up song. It's wintertime. It's coming. And uh, Action Ride Shop is getting the new gear in right now. So if you need to replace last year's gear, you got to get up to date. They got you covered. Plus, if you need them skis or boards uh, maintained, there's all the grinding and all that, and waxing and everything else, speaking of which, uh, Action Ride Shop is the ones that are going to take care of you. Plus, if you need to hit the trails, they got all the best bikes, Pivot, Kona, Santa Cruz, you name it, they got it. ActionRideShop.com is where you're going to go. And, this guy uh, says, uh, I, I hope uh, Megan learned her lesson going forward and from here on has to refer to her hand as special needs or on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hand's all on the spectrum and stuff. Would that piss people off? Didn't, didn't drop the R-bomb. Oh, my hand's like a spectrum kid. I think that's okay. <laughs> I think so, too, because you can't really... Say what side of the spectrum is it? Aspergers? Is it just mild? People might not question either. Yeah, yeah I feel like I'm be. on the spectrum right now. Everybody's on the spectrum. Take that test; it's pretty vague. Uh, on the list, got Godsmack, Authority Zero, uh, Deftones, Avenged Sevenfold, Blur, BLS, Fugitive, uh, Falling in Reverse, Velvet Revolver, Metallica, Megadeth, ACDC. Uh, but it looks like uh, Slipknot's replacing their drummer once again. They so, are. Yeah. What happened? Jay Weinberger uh, looks like he's out. No kidding. They no. give a reason why? They didn't as of yet. Just creative differences. They hate each other, apparently. So I was thinking maybe we'll do that uh, Nero Forte. For okay. Jay, yeah. Which was a great song. Great song. That's nuts. I wonder what that is. You always wonder. Creative differences usually means big fight. But well, he was a replacement, too. It's not like he was an OG, right. so I don't know what's well, going on. One of their drummers died. Yeah. Jim. Well, he he got he got S-canned before he died. He was so, fired yeah, for yeah. that's right. Yeah, Joey. Okay. That's right. Joey was, yeah, he got the, but it was, he wasn't in Slipknot. Or, no, Not when Slipknot. he died, no. He wasn't, well, he wasn't in Stone Sour. No, he was the one that he went wasn't. there and died. Uh, Stone Sour? 
Didn't somebody die from Stone Sour, uh-uh. too? Okay, I'm getting them all bad. He's got true. too many members. Yeah. I get them all confused. Well, Paul Gray died, but that's he wasn't right. He that's wasn't with, he he wasn't wasn't with Stone Sour, just right. Slipknot. He was Slipknot. They've lost a couple. All right, there you go. That's right. So this dude took his place. He took he took Joey Jordanson's spot, the original drummer. Right. Yeah. And then, okay. And now he's out. Yeah. That's Which Slipknot. is Max Weinberger's uh, kid yeah, from uh, the East Street Band. Max is. Yeah. Because he was on Conan's show. I even think Jay was on Conan's show when Max was on there a couple times goofing around. Oh, like, probably, my yeah. son's a good drummer. Well, there you go. Creative differences. I wonder if it has anything to do with the uh, Middle East. Politics. <laughs> Just saying. Politics. Somewhere politics. in politics, the war. You can get into big fights right now. Yeah. You see those Palestinians climbing the White House walls? Can yeah. we have a protest without climbing walls now? I do have to blame Trump for that one. Everybody got all excited to climb and break into stuff, and then the Palestinians started to bust into stuff yesterday. I'm like, stop it. Have your peaceful protest without climbing a fence. Fences are there for a reason. I, I, nobody can talk about that either. Like, that's gotten hated. I have to wonder if politics is involved. You got too many dudes in one room. Politics is going to play a part. Creative differences are very rarely creative differences. No. It's usually you pissed on the wrong thing. And said something about something I'm against. Democrat, Republican, Palestine, Israel, all the st- all the hot buttons of today. That's my guess. He pissed Corey off, I'm sure. Corey got pissed off. Yeah. He said something stupid. And Corey's like, oh, could you do that? We have creative differences now. <laughs> creative differences in Slipknot. You just listen to what Corey said. Right. Corey shows up. The band kind of does a thing. And you're like, all right, I'm the drummer. I'm the replacement drummer. That's kind of like the lead singer of the Stone Temple Pilots today having creative differences with the DeLeo brothers. You show up and you do what they tell you. Right. Ripper Owens. He can't show up with creativity. He's out. And now he's back. (laughs) Yeah, but still, it's the little Asian guy, Arnell, for Journey. He can't go in there and start barking about how things are going to be. Hey, I've written a couple of songs. Don't want to hear it. Separate ways. Hit it. Two, three, four. Uh, yeah, we're not. We're not. What's this about Manila? I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not what interested in this. Manila lights. Nobody knows what that looks like. It's an envelope to us. My lights go down in Manila. Nope. Don't. Don't. Stop it. <laughs> it sounds familiar. See the way we wrote it. I have creative differences. Well, then get out. You can't be the replacement dude and start barking about how things are going to be. No, we wrote this song to sound this way. You fill those parts. Sound like Steve or shut up. Or leave. Yeah. <laughs> Steve or leave. That's yeah. the rules. You know, growing up as a little boy in the Philippines. Nope. Get out. Nobody wants your stories either. No one's here for you. Arnell. This song's about how my mother loved Tupperware. <laughs> the reason you have the job is because in karaoke, we couldn't tell the difference between you and Perry. And we don't like Perry anymore. So you just sing the songs and get back in your little trailer. We'll drag you around the country, but don't talk and don't tell stories about Manila. In fact, if you could tell stories that Steve Perry would have told, like lie, make up stories that Steve Perry might have had happen to him. None of those dudes. The lead singer of Alice in Chains, I don't want to hear about you. Go out there and do your best. Yeah, sorry, William. Yeah. Hit me with some nutshell and mm-hmm. shut your mouth. And make it sound as close as you can. I'm not here for your artistic interpretation. That's called a local band. I'm not interested in those. Three weeks I will be. Uh, let's do it. It's Nero Forte, Slipknot. Although the Weinberger name carries some weight. It does. But Max. He'll land somewhere. Oh, yeah. Bruce Springsteen will probably pull him in. Yeah. Be interesting to hear the double bass on a lot of Bruce's stuff. 
Uh, He's just like us. Yeah. So, you know, just like not. you. I love a double face. Two, three, four. <laughs> It's out of control now.